keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Sell out full of suffering, succotash, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two pike two, Billy. And you book a match with me, that's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? Welcome, everybody, to Total F and Marks. I am the King of Sad Style, the man with the largest calves in the world, the St. Germain event. We're just doing two guests, which means me and my co-host, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaps. That's no guests. We're not guests. Well, you're a guest. No. I mean, of your home. Yeah. No guests. No guests. No guests. Just me and Scotty. Pardon the interruption style. We're going to see how y'all like this. There's just too much to talk about, and I don't need some motherfucker chiming in with his bullshit. I just want some one-on-one time so we could talk about uh, the 10 count this week. Woo! Woo! Dude, uh, was all out... This is number one. Number one. Was all out, all hype. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I wrote that. Thank you very much. I'm sure everybody else wrote the same thing, but I mean, something was missing with this show, right? All right. Well, let's talk about the saddest thing that happened in All Out is Adam Hangman Page came to the ring in a horse and lost. (laughs) (laughs) You come to the ring in a horse and then failure besets you. That is the saddest shit. Dude, I had two people text me, you know, who I told like, hey, you should watch AEW. And their biggest issue was hangman coming in on a horse and i was like why it's cool and they were like no it's fucking corny it like really it's bothered corny them if they reason. lose i thought it was awesome i loved him coming you out can't horse. lose if you come in on a horse it's wrestling booking 101 <laughs> also in in general when has there been a good time an animal has come to the ring with somebody i'll give you one exception scott uh, scott steiner when he was a uh, big papa pump and he came with the tigers and all the hoes around him. But at that point, WCW was on fire, so who gave a shit? <laughs> but, like, Undertaker with the fucking crow or the uh, the buzzard. Yeah, the I buzzard. mean, it always is weird. Yeah, it's never really worked Kennel out. Kennel from Hell match. Well, I mean, because audiences are frightening to humans. Like, most humans <laughs> would shiver and shake. There's well, only... that's what they were saying about Cody Rhodes' dog. That right? was the truly the saddest <laughs> part. And not just that. Okay, so what happened was... Cody's uh, pyro is going off, right? But before that, like, you can see the dog, like, in the wings, like, in the background. You can actually see the dog backstage, and Brandy's holding him, and uh, DDP's. I don't know who else is with them, but, like, a few people are kind of holding the dog. And the dog is, like, scared to death, trying to turn around. The pyros goes off. It's even more scared. It also gives more credence to like people on the internet who are like, it's not an emotional support dog. Yeah, and you're because just... emotional support dogs are supposed to comfort you during yeah. during fireworks. Yeah. Like that's their number they're one focused job. and heartless. That's man. the focus. No zero fear. Beautiful dog. Zero narrow, what does he say? That's an emotional support dog. Yeah, he's a beautiful fucking dog, but, I mean, how sad was that? And, like, he kept trying to turn around until he didn't know where he was at all, and he completely gave up. It was so fucking sad, man. Although the match itself was probably the match of the night. Nuh-uh. I totally agree. Cody... You agree with yourself? With myself. <laughs> I, Cody versus Sean you just Spears. Said, you just said it. Well, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. It was the be- <laughs> it was it was the best booking. It had it had uh, the best combination of both match quality and Gaga. I think to put together a great wrestling match, you need to have both. No, the fucking Tully was like bombing. He was bombing. He Dude, was Tully failing. wasn't bombing. I thought he was awesome. Oh, I thought he was at the the shits. He like. 
I mean, there were so many botched moments when there was a moment when he went to like grab Cody's arm when Cody went for a punch, like he went to grab it from behind, but the timing was off and like his timing was off the entire match. I thought he stunk. Yeah, but dude. I thought he looked like a guy who was there to advise someone. Like I thought he looked like an old timey boxer. Oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, his I'll look give you that. was awesome. Oh hey, I mean, Sean Spears' entrance was, was the, the shit. Sean Spears' entrance was the entrance of the night. Yeah, that for was sure. Great. I mean, Jericho didn't have the an interest at all. Yeah, those cool ass contacts with that fucks with dude, ICP for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, my only thing about contacts is it like it made me realize Sean Spears looks even more normal. Like as soon as he had contacts on, I'm like, oh, this is just like a normal guy wearing contacts. <laughs> He's very regular with yeah. a mohawk. But there were some good spots. Why? Wow, what was your favorite match of the night? All right, so I actually watched this show two and a half times because Jesus. I needed to like it. Like I was, so the first time I watched That's, it, I had to watch it with the volume a little low, and I'm like, "Is this crowd dead? Do they suck? What's they happening?" Didn't suck. The crowd didn't suck. They didn't suck. They were good. The crowd was better than the show. And the Omega pack match was i love I, the first time i i was kind of confused as what was happening the second time i absolutely loved it um maybe match of the night there was it a botch was or good. two there was it a was botch good. or two it just wasn't unfortunately it's, dude, it was that, that's the, dude that's living the issue up to the, the expectations show. of the moxley match i mean i said this to you and uh, mike lawrence on a group thread i think the the problem with because mike was trying to make the point that like AEW is making the same mistakes as WWE. I completely disagree. I think the problem is that AEW doesn't have an identity right now, and that's where the mistakes are coming from. Um, and I think there's a lot of really great shit on the card, and there's a ton of lot of ta- and there's a ton of excitement. There's a ton of talent. I think Cody puts a bet- match better together, better than anybody. Like his yeah, matches, he's, he's a great story. The way teller, the man. way he tells a story is is fucking unreal. It, it makes up for whatever he lacks technically in the ring. And I'm not saying, like, look, I'm not saying you can't have a wrestling... Because one thing with, with All In, it was like a showcase of independent wrestling. All Out was supposed to be an AEW pay-per-view. So what does that mean? Does that mean that, like, there's going to be a triple threat match between Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc every time where they're going to be doing kind of, like, hardcore like reminiscing the WWF stuff? And then there's going to be Dude. an insane Ring of Honor ladder-type match in the middle of the middle of it like what's the identity of this company it, that's my question it's very american indie wrestling and like like my it's issue not with, indie anymore we, we were watching well i know i i'm but all the guys are indie guys and know, what, what system Co- are they going to adapt with it's cody their own man system. cody should be in charge of every fucking match sure i mean that's a lot of fucking it's, work it's a man. lot of fucking it's work but like work. cody cody is a guy who every match that he's in has a fucking story. I mean, I'll say this, man. That fucking... I, so we watched it at so- Dan Soder's house, and that Darby Allen, Joey Janela, Jimmy Havoc match, we yeah. were like, this is... If you sync up the audio of a Three Stooges argument oh, yeah. with that match, it's very Three Stooges. It's very, right. like, slip on a banana peel, get a pie in your face. And it's like, also one of these things, too, where, like, I kind of... Lo- I mean, I loved them using Cracker Barrels, but I want to see that in like a Henry Godwin match. I listen, listen, listen. Like I, I, well, yeah, exactly. First you know off, it's I mean? like this hardcore that, death match, and like, then you're doing fucking product. Yeah, I want to see like uh, I want to see like yeah. I just want to I want to see somebody who's more of like a product placement guy. Absolutely. Like our truth should be putting Jake Matherin. Yeah, I don't want to see McDonald's in an indie movie. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, there was just so many goddamn moments in that match that were. So awful. Also, hey, I don't mind like incorporating. Oh, those some great, some great. I but mean, they Jim beat, Ross. Beat there was the a rest. moment where I don't know, you know, Jeanette, Jimmy Havoc like threw the fucking um, the muffins at or whatever they were. What were they? Yeah. Biscuits. The biscuits, biscuits. at uh, Joey Janela or whatever. And Jim Ross was like, "Those are the best biscuits in the country." Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? I think what they need to do with Jim Ross. Is kind of what they did at the end of like John Madden's career, where you need to cut to Jim Ross like three times during the show to give his analysis and then just go back to the commentary team. I'll say this. This was the best that they've done announcing. I have almost no issues with their announcing. I don't know. Their third There's guy just, still needs a lot. He of doesn't work. talk enough though, but Jim Ross 
he like oversteps occasionally where like he shows disinterest almost or yeah. like a lack of respect for what's happening in the ring. Like yeah. he thinks it's illogical or something and like in a real negative way. Uh, I noticed that happening, which is kind of fucking weird because I don't remember him ever pulling shit like that in the WWE because Vince would, you know, chew his ass out. Yeah. All right. On to number two. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think a big uh, number two is uh, AEW's roster. Uh, is it weaker than we thought? But really, uh, who would you have come save them? Because something's happening where, I mean, it's kind of like New Japan and most indie shows where it's like we're here for three and a half hours and the last hour and a half is where the mat, you know, the three matches, the three top matches are the best matches. And everything yeah. else is ass. Well, I think that AEW has to kind of do what WWF did to WCW. Everyone talks about, oh, WCW, uh, they pilfered all the top guys from WWE, but WWE was smarter in that they pilfered the guys that were not at the top. They took they took the Stone Colds, they took yeah. the Triple H's, they took guys that were like like or like oh they're or they're they took the Kevin Nashes and stuff, and they're like oh I see something in this guy that they're not seeing, For and sure. I think that that's what AEW needs to do is they need to like take the talent like signing another huge. Like, CM Punk is obviously huge, but, like, signing uh, a Randy Orton isn't as important as signing, like, I'm just going to pull a name out of my hat here, like, Cedric Alexander and finding out that that guy was this amazing talker and we didn't know yeah. it. You know, like, similar to what happened when Steve Austin came in and as the ringmaster. I think they need somebody in talent relations who's like, hey, here are the lower card guys in WWE they can do a lot more and they're not being used right now. Well, I think that's the thing. They think that that's like a sign of war, but it's just a sign of business. Like you should yeah. be trying to convince guys to try to get out of their contracts. Right. You need people. And these, and these it's AEW not, it's guys not like, like remember when Vince it. would act like Bischoff stole guys from him, but it's like, no, they're grown men and they made a fucking decision. decision. No, no stealing was happening. They're not your fucking slaves. Yeah, actually. Absolutely. By the way, uh, Zach, how's my mic work doing for this? Are you good? Okay. Hell yeah, man. Um, High five. Yeah, baby. Here's who I think, you know, and I didn't think this for a minute. Um, they're lacking a certain star quality. You know, you got your Omegas, who he still seems to be adjusting. The Bucks, Cody. Man, I got to say it. I think I think they need Enzo and Cass, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I think they need Enzo and Cass. I don't and know, here's man. why I watched a shoot interview with Enzo. It was from a couple months ago, but I watched it again the other day. Bits and pieces of it. I like laughing at him, you know, usually, yeah. and I don't take anything he says seriously. But he brought up a good point, and that is that Dusty really liked Enzo, and Enzo loved Dusty. And this is Dusty's kid competing with a guy who fired him over false rape allegations. Yeah, but there's no way that they're going to touch that. With he should want to work with them, though. There's no way they're going to touch that with a 10 Dude, football. they're good, though, and he didn't do because anything. It, 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 I know It doesn't matter whether or not, like, he did or didn't do. There will always be that gray area question and a company that's trying to like, like basically like come out and be like, we're the wokest company. They're just not going to hire Enzo and Cass. You're the wokest company, but you hire Jim like, Ross. Who's, who's like, like going to say a slur all, eventually. All right. Who's like, like, you know, like got fired from a WWE European tour for being too Republican, which I didn't Dude. know was possible. Uh, I, I just don't see that happening. I, I think, you know, I think they got to get people... That's what sucks. It's like the guys they really should get in Nurture are like, they're monsters. It's well, like, yeah, see what I don't Lars know. Sullivan well, somebody who's not a monster. Keith Lee, that would be somebody that they, yeah, could, they be, could get pretty... and they could, they could make a lot of money off of that guy. I mean, I think that like, you know, like something like that. I mean, everyone else, I, I still think, I mean, obviously WWE has big plans for Aleister Black. They have big plans for... Ricochet. Yeah, they're doing um, a good job of it too, man. I, I mean, think they have big plans job. for on uh, Andrade and Drew McIntyre. I'm Andrade's not totally my favorite sure. of all of them, I think. He's so good, but I think that like I would try to get like people like a Keith Lee type or like that's why I think like at, you know getting somebody like a Rusev is really important. Yes, I think a Rusev could like switch things up, even just the slightest. Dude, even honestly, at some point him, though, and soon enough, it's like Lucha Bros. You know, you don't have to split up in a way that you hate each other, but, like, Penta needs to be fighting in singles matches. Phoenix needs to be yeah. fighting in singles matches. These guys are too fucking good to just be a tag team. 
Yeah, Penta's body is still so weird. No, Penta's body isn't weird. You t- I mean, maybe Phoenix a little because he's like thin, but there's some skin hanging. But Pe- Penta wears fucking like guard shit. He wears like a Halloween costume. You don't, you can't see his body. Well, just as Kenny Omega and Pack unhappy with match at all. Out. Whoa, that happened. Who said that? I don't know. It just came out six hours ago. But I, I wanted to look at the Zach. Oh, get closer. Um. Yeah, looking at some of the people that are on the roster, like Angelico and Jack Evans, you're like, who, who cares? Yeah, but, I mean, they are great. Like, Jack Evans is phenomenal. But, again, it's like you're in a tag team together, and it doesn't really work great, and your outfits don't really match, and why the fuck are you even together? Give us a reason. Dark, The Dark Order, I don't get... Yeah, that's uh, bombing, man. They need to do something different they need to with do them. Something with that, man. It's like, dude, there's a lot of bombing things. But then, man, you got like fucking uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, which is a goddamn hit. It's like one of my favorite things in wrestling in like the past few years. That is cool. It's weird so see- much seeing him fun. do shoot interviews. Who, Luchasaurus? Um, yeah, because he just talks like a normal guy. Because he was on. Survivor. What do you expect him to talk like? A fucking dinosaur? It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he brought that up. He's like, "What am I going to talk like?" Came like a human man. Yeah, or maybe just like uh, Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Like pick a Jurassic Park character. Um, I like a man. I'm rooting for Jungle Boy too. There's like something. Uh, he's got that fucking uh, what the fuck's his dad's name? <laughs> Luke Perry. Luke Perry. He's got that thing. He's dreamy. You know. You think they're gonna do something like when they finally break him up? Like we're, like Luchasaurus is gonna like power bomb into a table with Luke Perry's face on it? I hope so. I hope they incorporate Luke Perry on some level. They will. That's a that's a great MJF move. Yeah, they should like take audio from um, like you know clips of him from nine hundred two and audio, like piece them together to like deliver messages, and he like talks through him through a radio. His father. <laughs> like it's what like was a, that movie? What was that movie? God. Where it was like dead dad through the radio. And then the what guy would called? like just talk to his I'm dad through the radio. That. I don't even think his dad helped Frequency. him in any way. Yeah, but did his dad do anything but just bullshit with him? Like yeah. did he help him win the lottery or anything? I mean, he would probably just be like, if you're dead, you're probably just not asking him. Because if you're dead, you're at a complete disadvantage. You're probably just asking like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, you're I'm like dead. probably very confused. It's not like I'm stuck in the past. No, unless you like have access to seeing around the world. They, the know? ghost of Luke Perry as their manager. That's a great ad- addition. That I would think. be pretty cool. Um, number three, Kenta gets concussed and Ishii doesn't let up. What in the fuck was that? Uh, and uh, let's just talk about the Royal Quest in general. I rewatched the match with Kenta and Ishii. I Here's the thing is they hit each other so hard normally. I don't know... The line between when whether or not what's getting concussed and what's not. It's it's the the issue is the moment where he's being slapped and then it becomes very obvious he doesn't know where he is, and like there's four moves in Wait, a row that, that just can't Kent's even occur. No, Kent's they can't like even expressionless. <laughs> yeah, for you sure, know, like... for sure. There's like something missing with him. He he I, he lost his soul somewhere at some point in NXT. Yeah, but um. He was so fucked up and out of it, and, like, he didn't know where the floor was, what was the ceiling. You don't think Ishii was trying to, like, instill discipline in him? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, Kent has been around forever. Where's the discipline coming from? Like, unless he's walking around there, like, acting like he's been there forever. Yeah. I mean, he's been a wrestler for fucking ever. He deserves respect. Like, he's yeah. not he's not some young guy. He's a new guy he's in that company, line. you know? And it's like, also, he's injury prone, so what the fuck is Ishii doing Trying to teach him a lesson. Like, I just think they're rough, and Kent is prone to uh, injury. I think he's, like, a little... Some people are just softer than others, you know? Like, if I get slapped, it's going to hurt me more than if fucking Kota Ibushi gets slapped. And I think when Kota Ibushi gets slapped, it hurts him doesn't even have a a neck. Who, Kota Ibushi? I'm sorry, uh, um, Ishii doesn't even have a neck. Oh, no, man. He's just, like, a Kota Ibushi has, like, too much of a neck. It's like a fucking action figure neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I watched a lot. I, I I won't say I watched all Royal Quest. I watched uh, Zack Saber Jr. versus um, Tanahashi, and I saw some of the main event. 
and I was fine with it. I wasn't. There wasn't really anything. That yeah, was no, there was away, nothing that caught my eye too much. Um, I just think that W. I mean, I just think that New Japan just needs to get their streaming service together. Why this can't be up online when it happens? Yeah, no, I, you know, uh, I, I agree completely. Number four, you want to take this one, Scott? Yeah, I'm gonna switch it up to make number four. This one, uh, who uh, had show of the weekend and match of the weekend? Let's just get the weekend out of the way. Finally. Or angle of the weekend. I mean, what was the angle of the angle weekend? Angle of the weekend was, without a doubt, Bailey teaming up with Sasha against Becky. Yeah, but that was, well, that was Monday, right? Okay, okay, yeah. That was so Monday. If we're, yeah, yeah okay, it's a weekly show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking that, yes. So on Raw, which is number five, so. That was the biggest pop of the night. That was. Bailey was, turning heel. I mean, it was fantastic. Why I didn't think it was going to happen, it's like I've been so disappointed Did by this company so heel? often yeah. that when they give you something that of course should have happened it comes off like magic this was so fucking fun to watch man yeah i will i loved it i think them to get and i also think that they'll like because together they're not like separately they're not the strongest promos and separately they can't really hold the division up but together i think they can they've yeah. got like that scott all kevin nash and thing. i wonder if bailey you know i i do think for a lot of people it's easier to cut a heel promo than it is a babyface promo it's hard yeah. to be liked. It's easy to be I didn't mind her hated. heel promo on SmackDown. If you saw it, she hasn't turned full heel yet. Yeah. And I think that's smart. Give it a little bit of a slow burn. It was so weird when Stone Cold turned heel after WrestleMania, and he was just, like, silent and then beat up JR. So you were, so you were. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're older than me. How was, what was that angle, like, like perceived? Because that was, like, at the height of me being a child and watching. It was very confusing. The whole angle was very confusing because people still wanted to cheer Stone Cold Steve Austin. And and uh, and even that week after, they were like, this is weird. And then him and Triple H, the power trip, it kind of worked them going after like Jeff Hardy and like some of the workhorses and like Jericho and eventually Angle. But then every time they hinted at Austin coming back as a face whether it be with the WCW angle, people went apeshit. Like, they wanted Austin as a face again. Mm -hmm. He did. It was the opposite of Hogan, where he could have had another two years. I don't even know how that guy goes heel, you know? Yeah, like, I mean... He's such a face. I don't know how you would ever make him go heel. I remember the reaction he got when they were like, we need the old Austin back, and then he beat the fuck out of all those WCW guys. People loved it. But what people forget, and I know that clip is, like, viral as all fuck, is... At Evolution, the pay-per-view, which was a couple days later, right? Or He went to WCW. He joined WCW and ECW, so that, that angle was irrelevant. He just, like, beat those guys up for no reason. And then he eventually he ended up joining turned them face anyway. over, like, Booker T. Like, when the NWO came in, Booker T kind of turned him face, then the NWO turned him face, and then he left the company, and he came back, and, you know, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, Even though, it's, I mean, it's great, but we're, yeah. I'm excited to see him this fucking Monday, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, dude. You think he's going to give out a stunner, bro? Oh, yeah. I just Braun realized Strowman we combined stinks, two of dude. these topics. So yeah, I know, because we just started talking. It's yeah. fine, man. Um, number, uh, now this would be number five. CM Punk talks wrestling for the first well, time. Yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, you want to do that. Yeah, what sure. was said? There's a bunch of clips of online. Here's just one. He did sound remarkably calm. He was so at peace, man. Every single story was... Yeah. Uh, was really really enjoyable um he seems to be done do you think he's fucking done like he I seems like know. a guy who might not want a bunch of money like he just wants to write his comics and be in whatever these fucking movies he in i mean he was so excited he starts talking about horror movies and like making these references and all these wrestling fans are like what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but like, you know what's better than money? More money. Yeah, I guess and so. I, I don't know. I think that if AEW gave him a, uh, a short-term contract where he could come in, I do think it's very suspect that he's been floating like, hey, I, I'd work with WWE if they called me. Like, he kind of has been saying that. Yeah, Not I like mean, and, well, and that was the big thing. I think that's kind of a cop-out where he was like, they should have called me, like this idea that they never yeah. contacted him, which, if true, like genuinely insane. What right. company lets a guy go home and then they just never contact him? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's very unprofessional. Well, I think that it's like, almost hard there to believe. Is, there is like some strong hatred between him and, and Paul Levesque. Mm. Like that's that's like that's a that's a real shoot. Um, do I think that like he could come back for a 
a small run to maybe pull Moxley over, put Moxley over as a top face. He mentioned P- that. Possibly. He mentioned how that that was like a little sign of hope where he mentioned that what Moxley had is what he had, a staff infection, and AEW was giving him time off as opposed to, you know, the WWE just not helping him at all. Which was like, go through it. But I think that... I think he really respects Moxley, and I think that if there's somebody he would come back to and feud with, it would yeah, be him. Yeah, he shouted out Omega, but he was like... Every compliment, there was like something missing. So three wrestlers he complimented. He said he liked Marty Skrull. Seemed like a good guy. He'd work with him. He said he never saw a Will Ospreay match, but he's seen uh, clips on Twitter, and he could work with that. Which is like, <laughs> what? He's like a billion times the wrestler you are, you fucking dummy. And then uh, and then he was like, and some other guys like don't, you know, but nobody else really ca- uh, catches my eye. Uh, uh, shout out Kenny Omega. So it's like, are you saying shout out like he doesn't catch your eye or shout out? Yeah, I mean, he could be playing it real strong. I mean, the, the odds are he's... I mean, probably- dude, I'll say this. If he's fucking going to AEW, the acting he committed at this fucking convention is the movie that's coming out soon. It must be amazing. Like, he must be a genuinely good well, actor. Well, he doesn't look bad in the movie. He just gets bit by a zombie, but it doesn't look is bad Is that what happens? Movie. He gets bit by... Yeah. I don't like that he shaved his fucking face. He's really well, got like no a chin. David Cronenberg uh, remake. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, he he's he's he he's good in the trailer. I mean, it's only for two fucking seconds. I mean, I think that 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 I I could see him doing that. That's a hell of a way to like. Um, but why would you? Why would you wait? But why would you wait and not do it at all out? Just because they had their money. I mean, at that point though, if you're gonna if you're gonna, I mean, what you wait until? What are you looking forward to at all? Great. What are you looking forward to with this first TV now? A triple tag team match. I'm honestly first glad women's he champion. didn't debut it all out because I thought it was a lackluster show. And it's like, well, so it's insert like, him in any situation so like, you, and the crowd you, is but just then too if, tired. If he is coming back, do you do subtle hints this September on like, hey, hey, check out our first audience. There's a big surprise. And I know Jericho's saying there's a big surprise. But if Jericho brings out fucking Rusev and, you know... I don't know Apollo Crews. Yeah, That's gonna not going to be a it's big gonna deal. Be LAX man. Yeah, but they already debuted. I them. know, but it's just going to be them. It's just got to be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's been like, I know we're going back to AEW just because we're talking about CM Punk, but it's like, yeah, they need someone like that. Like they need something, or they just need a year of taking some bumps until they really build up the company and the storyline, which is okay if they have the money. It's okay. I'm I'm here to fucking watch, dude. Right, let's wait until they create some stars. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Number motherfucking six. six, bitch. This is very interesting N- to me. Nyla Rose really versus she Really stepping on a couple landmines for this. For uh, the women's title at AEW's TNT debut. Uh, who do you have winning this? And, like, you know, what what, what does this mean for uh, women's wrestling? It's an, it's interesting, it's man. A, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough one to tackle because... I, the real answer is I shouldn't care, right? Because yes. like I that's the real answer because it's it's scripted. And you're you're dealing with uh, a woman who's transitioned. I don't know what her you know, her T cell count is, if she's pre op or post op, I have no idea. And she's going against the tiniest woman in the world. Yes. For the women's but title. I think this is where and I, I think this is like what AEW should really try to do. You know, you notice that there are controversies in real sports because it's real sports. Yeah, but they're not going to do that, man. Because matter, they like but- they like had Ocasio Cortez like push like how like you know like uh, like inclusive AEW is. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying since it is not real, since it is fake, they have an opportunity to be like. Yeah, these people can fight each other, and it is an equal match. And actually, the tiny Asian woman Asian woman could beat the trans woman. Yeah, I mean, like this could actually it 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 just gives people in these situations that in other situations mm-hmm. they're being banned from doing things. Yeah, it gives them an opportunity to like you know for these people, these trans people, to watch something and go, oh yes, I get to fight. But it's for the also women's a weird. Title. It's also a weird message too, where it's like WWE has like limited, with the exception of Baron Corbin slamming Becky Lynch at that pay per view. Yeah, 
they have like limited the amount of attacks on women for men. And well, yeah, man. I mean, let's be honest. People who watch wrestling sometimes beat the shit out of their wives. It's <laughs> I like, know. I know that, but like Nala Rose isn't a fairly. She isn't a man, but she does have physical attributes that normal women don't have. Don't have, yeah. So like, you know, like, so like, what kind of message does that send? You know, as far as like, all right, well, this unless they build her up as like a monster heel, and you know, whatever woman takes it is 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 the fucking shit. But then you're basically building up like. The man, the woman who used to be a man as the monster heel. Yeah, there's just so many that. fucking. You can't say, ama- there's like, so many pitfalls. You know how the WWE has like yeah. all those like sentence long descriptions that you know. It's yeah, like, yeah. He's the charismatic enigma. It's yeah, just like, yeah. It's she's the woman who used to be a man. <laughs> yeah. Nyla Rose. Such, and then there's a weird thing too, where it's like, you know, because if you talk to like, there's like, I'm not gonna name who, but like I was talking to like. A lesbian friend of mine is like a fan of wrestling, and she's like watching this trans woman just beat the shit out of all these women, and she's like, "Yeah, this is like a little weird too, you know, like, like <laughs> it I, doesn't I, bother I, I, me, you know, man. like so, like I think that it it, it it's it's just it just sees I'll see how they play that. Ultimately, it shouldn't matter because it's a fake fucking sport, but like, but there is something something there, interesting it, about their first women's champion being a trans woman. It's just interesting. It is interesting to me. It'll make a lot of headlines. For fucking sure. I mean, like, look, and also Shiho is also, like, not groundbreaking, but it is interesting. She's, you know, like. Uh, I mean, I don't. I really couldn't get a sense of how good she was as a wrestler just because that battle royal was booked so terribly. Dude, she looks, and there was some. I do not like what they're doing with her. It reminds me of, like, viruses that pop up on your screen like that's who she like <laughs> what do you mean her entrance like it was like here and it was like her giving the peace <laughs> sign and she's like in like a schoolgirl outfit and it's like xxxx like it's like Wait, some that, shit that would who? pop up while i'm watching porno is very she-ho that's in she-ho or or no rose uh, she-ho no not no oh, she-ho yeah she-ho it was watching. very bizarre she-ho just felt like very like they were trying to cater to the male fan base <laughs> Which is like, oh, like a young you for, school you forget, girl. Yeah, you forget, though, that like <laughs> like, a remember, lot of fans of wrestling want to fuck like tiny Japanese women. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's not my preference, and so I'm not used to that. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. Like, that is their wet dream, this yeah. like, tiny nine-year-old boy of a girl. So it's a very bizarre, like, woke, dude, this is but like also a weird problematic. Ass company, dude. <laughs> This but, is well, a weird ass problematic company. company. Yo, like, this is nerd shit, I remember, man. like, we were leaving. I, I saw the New Japan uh, show uh, where um, Kenny Omega won the first American title in Long Beach, and it was awesome. But I was, like, leaving, and, like, it was also at the same time one of those Dragon Gates was around, and it was, like, all these people. We were all leaving at the same time. And there's just, like, guys that are into, like high school girl animation characters. Yeah, man. You know, who are like, oh, no, you know, like, it's like... Well, that's what we're getting out of the women's division, which is interesting because, you know, the WWE in the 90s at the height of the Attitude Era, they took what American men found attractive, and that's what the Divas division was. It was big titties. It was round asses. It was thongs. Now, now American men want to fuck tiny Asian women. (laughs) And so that's what AEW is bringing, I feel like there's still plenty of American men who want to fuck... you know, women with big asses. And yeah, I mean, that's tits. what I want to do. But yeah, let's be yeah. honest. Like, that's not who's watching wrestling anymore. No, Guys true. who are getting women with big titties and sweet asses, <laughs> unless they also have big guts or not. You know, you know uh, I don't know. I really don't. You know, I thought Britt Baker was totally going to take it. But, um, you know, it'll be an interesting. Maybe they'll run like a real, you know, like, dude, every time they do like a match where it's like a Brock versus a Daniel Bryan or a Brock versus a Finn Balor, it's really good. And maybe that that will be it. It's like this, you know, overpowering, unstoppable force. Monster. And, and, and then whoever does. I, want, I keep hating using the word monster, but, uh, you know, like this. But it's wrestling. You're allowed to use, force. That's like a, almost a wrestling yeah. term at this point. But I don't know. I don't know what I would. I would, I would, I, I would want to actually have a woman the on. The animal. To give an, an, opinion, opinion, opinion on this. Because it's like, it is kind of like, I don't know. I, there, there is part of me that's like. Should the first woman be a a trans woman? And if she's post op, that's fine. But if she's pre op, if she's got like a ton of T count, it's like I don't know what any of that means. Oh, I'm dude. just saying. It's like you just don't want a situation where it's like, 
hey, it's James Ellsworth winning the first Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, you know, there like is something like disrespectful to uh, OG women. That's what I like yeah, to call yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but I don't know. I mean, she's clearly living the lifestyle. I mean. And if she's post-op, then I'm completely full of shit, and she has a I honestly just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care if, like, there was a guy who wasn't trans. Like, a guy who was just like, I'm going to pretend I'm a woman. I wouldn't care if they fucking... I guess it's wrestling, so it's like, who gives a a shit? shit. Like, Andy Kaufman used to do it. It's fucking wrestling. It's like, let every, every issue, every, like political disputed issue should be siphoned through wrestling so people could not take it so seriously yeah i mean i I think this is a good thing i think it's a very good thing yeah 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 hey and you know what also is a good thing scott i also think people should be allowed to wrestle kids all right well that's not really a good intro for our blue chew sample script oh god damn it hey guys remember (laughs) the days when you're always ready to go now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they uh, work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an op- opportunity arises. And, uh, you know, sometimes those opportunities arise, man. Yeah, man, I've I may been have out to here pop fiending, a blue chew. fiending for that blue chew, dude. Uh, I, may, I may pop uh, one in tonight. I um, love blue chew. It's also, you know, I, you may not read this in the reviews, but if I recall, it, it's cooling. There's these hot, uncomfortable nights. I don't know if we're allowed to say. I don't know if we're allowed to say things that that they don't do. do. Yeah, or else we could get sued. (laughs) So forget what Scott just said. I don't know if I have blue chew, but it really helped me with my schizophrenia. (laughs) They were like, "No, you can't say that." Yeah, Uh, blue chew is prescribed. All right, guys. All I mean was it made my penis erect and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctors visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in USA, and since Blue Chew repairs and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got i got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TFM for two total fucking marks. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code TFM. To try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And thank you guys for sponsoring our lovely podcast. I, I you know, going to go back on the Nile Rose thing, too. I think, like, I, I think that Battle Royal was just so, was booked so poorly. Because there were some people I was really excited to see in that Battle Royal. I didn't know Jazz was Jazz because I just hadn't seen her forever. But there was one girl that was in it who, she was like one of the last ones. I think she's Latina. I'm not sure. Uh, she was yeah. in like a red like outfit. Yeah, I, I thought she looked kind of fucking badass. I thought Bea Priestley was great. I love, uh, I love Bria Priestley. I love Priscilla Kelly, even though they didn't really yeah. use her that well. Um, Apparently, Kylie Ray's not with the company anymore. No, but like, you know, Priscilla Kelly, Kelly man, she's so fucking hot. All uh, right, man, we're talking pro wrestling I'm here. Sorry, bro. buddy. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe they if you're going to talk about how hot Priscilla is, you have to talk about how hot Nyla Rose is, dude. All right. Nyla Rose is also attractive. Thank you, dude. Now we don't get written out about <laughs> in, uh, all the femme blogs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, look, I, 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 again, it's like, it's fake. So it shouldn't matter that, um, you know, somebody who's transitioned is facing another woman. You know, I, I it's, guess that, it's that's literally a non-issue. I mean, it's look, a non-issue. What's fun is some, it, it, for some but it people does, there it is, is an I issue. I guess there's an old school part of my head that's like, well, I don't know. If, if we're treating this like a real sport, they wouldn't do this in a real sport. Well, no, they don't do it in real sports. Yeah. yeah. But this isn't a real sport. It's not a real sport. And so it's like, if anywhere it's, you're going to have WWE leniency, I think it that. should be in issues like this. I think it's a it's a pro. Right. Well, I, I agree to agree on that. Um, number uh, well, no, we did that number, already. Number eight. We're number now, eight right? right now, man. SmackDown recap, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> well, Not ba- a lot happened. Well, no, but two things happened that I really enjoyed. Uh, okay. Bailey 
beat the shit out of Charlotte, which was great. Yeah, although we kind of got that on Monday, but sure. Yes, but there was, I don't know, I, I just... There's something I really like about it. You can they're they're going to be a cool cohesive right. little heel unit, and they're just going to take out everybody. There's something cool about that. Right, uh, made me happy. And then we had the big reveal of who attacked Roman Reigns. Eric Rowan, dude, that was such ass. I mean, like, what a relief. But because that's not thank gonna be, God, but it's that's over. That's not going to be who it is. Yes, it is. Oh, for sure. Zach dude. agrees with Scott that that's going to be who it is. Yeah, dude. And this so is this just a way is, to get Daniel opinion, Bryan over his face. This is what happened with this horse shit. No, it wasn't a reason to get Daniel Bryan face. They did not know what the fuck they were doing this entire time. And they were like, shit, we shit the bed. The twist of it being Eric Rowan, Daniel Bryan failed. We need to come up with another twist, which will be let's make Daniel Bryan heal uh, face somehow. Like it was a thing to I disagree. Say. I don't think they they're done something. just yet. I had also somebody contact me. Bad. He's kind of like. Uh, well, I'm not going to blow up his spot, but I was like, you know, I think that like, you know, the most interesting, uh, well, the most interesting thing that's bad is this Bailey thing, but who else would it be? Okay. I mean, we've done this before. We fantasy booked who else it could be besides, you know, Eric Rowan. I mean, if it goes back to Daniel Bryan, would you be disappointed? Eric Rowan attacked Daniel Bryan. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know, but they've done that kind of shit before in WWE. Yeah, but he beat the fuck out of him. He did beat the fuck out of him. Okay, so it's not Daniel Bryan. Who else? It's just Eric Rowan. Just tell me somebody else you think besides Eric Rowan that would would be palatable for you. Who? um... Bischoff? Or that just retread. I mean, here's the thing. Like, look, I I'm think not, Goldberg could actually be pretty cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah, something if it was like Goldberg, that but great. he would never do that because. Well, yeah, because it makes like, he was like, oh, I want to be a superhero for kids. Yeah, and, and he doesn't even realize he would be the best heel in the fucking world, Goldberg. Oh, he'd be the best. Oh, uh, it would be unbelievable. But I, I, but if it was Goldberg who paid for it, that would that would be awesome. Yeah, Plus, I, you I could do also love get away Goldberg approaching Eric Rowan to pay him. Like this guy seems like he needs money out of every <laughs> out of everybody. Also, here. they're both bald, so you could. Yeah, they're, he's just like, of course, they're bald men. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who else would really give a shit? I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You'd have to, like, make it up. And also, it's kind of an angle that's, like, so weak that no matter who you make the guy, it hurts them. Not if it was Goldberg. Not if it's Goldberg, because that would be, like, a genuine Because then you have, like, a Spear vs. Spear match and Survivor Yeah, but series. if it's, like, Cedric Alexander, it hurts him. If it's Andrade, it's, like, why? It's, right. If it's anybody, if it's Elias... Well, what's happening? And the worst option is Shane, right? Yeah, Shane just always Shane needs Vince to go away. Or Stephanie. Which, uh, you know, thank God Kevin Owens, uh, you know, couldn't make it there because of the hurricane. I mean, I hope he's okay and everything. I know he's okay, but um, what I mean is if like, it's Drew McIntyre. Thank God Owens wasn't there shit. because it's like this Shane shit, man. I don't want him around. I mean, or you? What if it's New Day? You do it. Heel angle where Kofi is trying to keep on top. I mean, dude, Big E needs to uh, turn. I mean, if Bi- if it was Big E, that would be fucking if awesome. If it was Big E, that'd be awesome because then, then he's you know, like, but yeah. you're still having Kofi feud with Randy, and he's like, so he can't even check on like, hey, what's going on with you? What, exactly. what is happening? And then like down the line, they have to address each other. Like, what the fuck was this and about? He's like, no, I'm trying to protect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Big E put the strap on Big E against Kofi, and then it's Roman and and Big E at Mania. I mean, that would be phenomenal. I think Big E needs a singles push. I think he needs, like, a world title run. That would and be you need to cool. do it around now. You That'd need to do it, like, you can steal that shortly from after a well, uh, you have Kofi a Kingston Well, you have basically Hell in a Cell where you have Daniel Bryan and maybe Rowan and Rollins. Well, and, and I guess we do match. have Wyatt versus, yeah. I'm assuming, will be Rollins. Which Wyatt's going to win. Yeah, but then what do you do with a guy like that holding the title? I mean, the it easy way to do is Brock Finn Bauer wins the right? Royal Rumble, and then it's the Demon versus the Fiend for WrestleMania. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, I guess you did it. I mean, it's cool enough, but I also feel or like I've seen them in Or you have Undertaker go against the Fiend, times. and then Undertaker loses cleanly. I mean, yeah, Taker should the, do that. And, then, and that's, and that's the, the end of the Undertaker. It's the end of his fucking career. Or, yeah. or you push, you give Aleister Black a mega push, and he goes on against the Fiend. Sure, I see sure. three options that would all be fine. Um, oh, my God, number, number nine, nine. My absolute favorite story of the week. Well, this week. is actually number eight, right? No, I think oh, it's, it's nine. nine. Yeah, 
Oh, did we skip a number, though? I mean, who gives a shit? All right. We got our subjects, baby. We're all set. All right. Chris Jericho. I think we skipped a number, but sure. Well, we got all the things across, yeah. I think. I mean, we're fine. I think we combined two. That's what happened. Yeah. We discussed two at once, so we just yeah. X'd it off well, the well, list. Maybe we'll add something at the very end. Yeah, maybe. Probably. I want to I I talk about that PWI 500. Oh, my God. Fuck off. that forever. We'll that that bothered me so much. We'll definitely get to that by the end of the show. But right now, my favorite story of the week, our guy, Chris Jericho, AEW's first World heavyweight champion lost his title <laughs> while he ate dinner at a Longhorn Steakhouse. And by the way, Longhorn Steakhouse is the nicest place in any shitty area. Uh, yes. Like me, Scott, uh, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, Mike Lawrence. Mike Lawrence. And somebody else. Was it Funches? Taylor Williamson, maybe? Taylor Williamson, not Funches. And we all just ate steaks there. It was absolutely delicious. Delicious. Dan treated. Treated well. Big time Dan treated. I did treat well for the men and women <laughs> of professional wrestling. Uh, it's a great place to dine and eat. I understand you get cozy and comfy there. I mean, here's the best part. Treated, here's the best part. It. If you watch the the post show YouTube video of AEW, Jericho like immediately goes for a bottle of champagne or something. You know, and it's like, you know, like the big thing going around is like a little bubbly yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, he yeah, he was yeah. drinking, and then this happens. It very obviously happened because he was drunk. You can't <laughs> fucking convince me otherwise. He apparently left it in a limousine. Now the cops are saying they found it on the side of a highway. Yeah, I'm sure that was a Tony Khan call. <laughs> and was just like, hey, look, like, I know he just left it in a limo. But can you say it was on the side of the road? Uh, and then the we road. can do a storyline. And then somebody. Like, where one of the wrestlers left it on the side of the road. What's the fucking storyline, though? Chris Jericho needs to go to treatment? No, is the storyline story is like someone stole it for, from Jericho's limo. And who's the stupid idiot that did it? And whatever, and it, there's something funny because it's obviously What if it's Jungle fault. Boy? But then, it's funny if it's something like Jungle Boy where he's just like, ooh, shiny object, and takes it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is something funny about that, you know? Or you can make it a serious thing where a guy's like, fuck you, fuck this company, and tosses it. Like, well, I thought the Jericho post-match uh, promo like backstage was awesome. I thought it was a blast. Gra- yeah. Grabbed the mic from Jan, and he started shitting on the Young Bucks, and... It was super funny, and I thought the thing he did in the hot tub with Bubbly. Having said all that, he definitely has a for real drinking problem. Oh, for sure, <laughs> and I hope AEW just finds a way to make it a storyline every time. Like, I, I mean, really, they're saving his ass by <laughs> acting like you know, because AEW, what they're doing now is like Jericho is is uh, in an investigation. He's hiring the greatest investigators, and like I was telling Dan before the podcast, it's like. It's like next week Jericho's going to shit his pants at a, at a fucking street fair somewhere. <laughs> and AEW's going to spin it like, which AEW superstar <laughs> placed a shit in Chris Jericho's pants? He really is like... I like it, though. It reminds me of like the, this old school wrestling that you used to hear about. Like the Harley races, you know, punching shit with his steel fists and... Yeah, but this isn't that at all. This is a guy getting drunk and losing a title in a limo. Oh, it's funny, man. That's what wrestling was i mean before crossfit right because crossfit <laughs> saved wrestlers lives i think i think that's what happened i think that and it was uh, really not just as many like, painkillers really sure. like passing out at fast food chains <laughs> it's just kind of fucking cool it's really a throwback well, it also just proves that like the biggest star like one of the biggest stars in wrestling like that we think is one of the biggest stars in wrestling doesn't really mean shit you know what I mean? Oh, because like, he was alone at a Longhorns well, getting yeah. drunk. <laughs> yeah, he got Well, drunk. also, I mean, you know Jericho snapped when he realized it was missing. Like, there's no way he didn't curse out everybody in the room, yeah. even though it was obviously just his fault. <laughs> oh, I, hope, I, I wish, you know, we you could know, watch it. going to be really funny because they have that, that title and they showed it up. And then there's going to be, like, maybe another title just from the limo company being like, Hey, no, he left it here. Yeah. That's really they, they funny. They use it for the limo service. Come on down. Be a true world champ when you ride our limousines. Man, the things that a Chris Jericho uh, limo has seen. I, I did when I was in Mississippi. And by the way, thank you, everyone who came out for that. That was, that was such a fun show. But, like, you see, like, you know, the next act in town is Fozzie. You know, like, they're doing all the gigs that I'm doing. 
So it's like I'm sure if the guy is getting fucking drunk or coked up or pilled up, dude, and the is limousine like rider definitely flirting stole with a fucking it. bar waitress, and then of course he's gonna leave his fucking title in the urinal. Yeah, and then, or he's gonna be like, "You want to see my title in my limo?" The limousine driver returned it when he realized what it was. I think he initially thought Jericho won. A fucking drag queen competition that night or some <laughs> shit. His makeup was all smeared in the back. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he leaves his shiny belt in the back. And the guy's like, I can make money. Apparently, it's worth $30,000. Really? Yeah, $30,000 found on the side of a highway. Because Jericho likes to fucking party, man. He's so rock and roll. I love it. He loves It just makes me want to buy more Jericho merch, man. I'm fucking all in on Jericho. I mean, that's the thing is he just he's he's got that Donald Trump thing who just just don't apologize. Yeah. Just recklessness. Just don't apologize. And it's so funny in the context of wrestling. Yeah. Because who cares? Now I know this is his real life and he's fucking up and he's gonna get very sick but <laughs> yeah god damn oh, yeah. for wrestling his sake his body it's is so very funny. bizarre his body is both ripped oh it's and all fat. it's all like ulcers pushing through yeah. and uh yeah there's yeah this. are you glad they went with him and not hangman i actually am man i i wasn't at first and you see him holding the title and you go okay okay and then he gets up the ramp and when he turned around and made that smirk yeah, i was, I was like, like that's the fucking that's champ the, man that's the, champ, yeah. that's the champion i loved it yeah, for sure. Kudos, man. I'm really excited. I'm genuinely excited about AEW on, on TNT, man. I, I, I hope they work out the kinks like within the first couple of weeks and we just have fun come the fucking holidays, baby. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a fucking fun it's gonna be a fun and something that may not be as fun for Scott, uh, before we get to number ten, is number nine, PWI just listed their top five hundred wrestlers. And who's number one but Scott's favorite, Seth, Seth freaking Rollins. Rollins. It's such like obvious horseshit because like the top five guys or top ten guys are like mostly WWE guys. And I understand that Omega and the Bucks and stuff weren't really wrestling because of the AEW thing. Yeah, yeah. But like guys like Osprey and shit and Ishii and fucking Okada. It's like Ishii wasn't even in top ten, right? I don't believe so, no. And it's like for Seth Rollins to be number one where I can name you like two, one amazing Seth Rollins match in this what year. 2019, in 2019, or 2019 to 2018. Well, that's the thing. It's like the it's well, it's, if it, if it's from what like September of 2018 to September 2019. It was that, September 2018 to September 2019. Then I would say. Um, he's had more than a couple of really great matches because he. Or had does a, it end? Or is it like? Or is it like? Is it like June of? Because I think it ends before, before even this summer. Because how the fuck do you not give it to Osprey? All the fucking tournaments. Well, he had I guess I'm just trying to think. The in park. the fall, has like, did Seth Rollins have an, any amazing matches? Dude, in the Seth fall? Rollins hasn't done shit. Period. He's had like three great matches in the WWE. Not he's had more than that. He had a he great SummerSlam match. Best with Brock wrestler Resler. in the fucking world. He had a matches. really great match with AJ Styles. He hasn't had best ra- uh, wrestler in the world. He matches. had Money in the Bank. Dude, this is all Meltzer. He, this had, is... he had a great gauntlet match. He had no, a great man. triple threat match with There's Brock. Too and many Cena. people telling Meltzer the fucking the Wyatts versus the Shield. He's had a lot of great matches. Okay, Neville versus fucking Seth. That was great. Sure, I don't remember that one. Okay. Listen, he, he can wrestle, man. Sure, but you're listing a, a career he's been with the company for what six years. So what I'm saying is six or seven years. So it's like he hasn't had enough great matches. This wasn't the year where he had those great matches, aside from you know one or two, and it just really comes off like Meltzer going, all right, maybe these people will get off my back because they say I suck New Japan's dick or they say I'm up Kenny's ass or they say this or that. So it's like he gives them to these guys who it's like it's, they, it's laughable. It's really silly. Well, Osprey probably should. I guess Ibushi should have been number one. What do you think? Yeah, but that's the thing. I, th- I think the list ends before this summer, so you wouldn't have all those G1 matches and stuff. I'm just saying it's not Rollins. All right, well, who do you think, like, from the period of... I mean, of, fucking... It, I mean... All right, if you're going to say 2000... Okada, like, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Okada's always just having better matches than everybody. Yeah, I mean, he can work with anybody. It's, it's kind of like... He it's has the like, title. He's like the... He's like the better version of Cody Rhodes in the sense that yeah, he can yeah. work with fucking anybody, even though Cody's really great. Um, number 10, thousands of Raw and MSG tickets are 
Still, Still for, for sale. sale. And Dan's and bachelor party predictions. Yes, that's where I'm having my bachelor party. I will have CDs there that I will sell for free to give out to people if you recognize me. Oh, I love that, man. You'd bring a bag of CDs. I hope they fucking a confiscate couple. them at the door. They confiscate them at the door. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of us wearing NWO shirts. Yeah, um, we're very excited. It's going to be uh, fucking... I think the Raw, I'm really excited about Raw, man. We get to see a Stone Cold... Yeah, but uh, he's Stone Cold. Um, he's, he's going to be like, I guess, ensuring that things go well during the contract signing. Was he stunned Braun? Which I'm, I'm concerned because Braun, like, <laughs> Braun said if Austin tries anything, he's going to get these hands. So that means it's Stone Cold is going to stun Braun. No, I don't think you can. I mean, without making Braun look like an idiot. Yeah, they've done that can. a million times though. They had him lose for two minutes and a yeah. I think Austin, I think Austin stuns uh, Gallows and Anderson. I think those are two guys who want to be stunned by him. Yeah. They genuinely love him. If you've heard them with podcasts with each other, it's like Austin loves them. He'll stun them, and because you know there's so many matches that like interweave for Night of Champions, which is kind of interesting to me, and I like it. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, he can't stun I, Seth. I, I, think, he, that's I what, think he stuns. People would go ape shit if he stunned Seth. That I it would make it would make me so happy. It would be it would be amazing. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. He let Becky stun him this past week. Yeah, I think he like throws punches at uh, at the OC. I, I think that's at the what OC, with and that's how it ends. Yeah. And and also we get an awesome triple threat match, which is Samoa Joe, Ricochet versus Baron Corbin. And, and Corbin. dude, part of me like when you're there live, you kind of go like. I don't want Corbin to win this because you know people are just going to become filled with hatred. You Who know? do you think he's going to win? Ricochet's going to win, right? Uh, well, because it it's going to be Ricochet think, Elias. You think it's going to be Ricochet Elias? Yeah, they're not going to do Gable and fucking Joe. Joe. Why not? If you have, well, Gable I just win. don't think that the whole the whole Gable is like. I mean, I I love Gable in the ring, but he can't talk and like. This whole short gimmick. Ricochet is Elias so seems so weak to me. I, I think it's got to be Joe because Joe's such a monster. So fucking Joe man. versus who? Gable. Joe versus Gable. I or you turn Joe face. I think it's Joe versus Elias. Gable and Gable beats him. But like, you know, does he beat him like he's been Zach beating Zach does guys? not agree. You think Joe beats him, but you think it's an amazing match. Fuck yeah, I love that. Joe's so the Zach, king of the ring. Joe, Zach. Joe, because Joe deserves the world title, but, but they're my, not going to give course, it to him. Of course, they, he deserves the world title, but the whole—they're well, not going to give it to him. So give him the king of the but ring. But the whole thing it's about the king of the ring is that it's a launching pad, and and Joe's injury prone, and they're too nervous to put that crown. This is not going to be a launching pad, though. This is just going to be a thing where he gets to be that. He gets to have a fucking uh, stick or whatever you call that, you know, and a crown scepter. Yeah, he gets to fucking, fucking hit dudes with a scepter. He should be like a Samoan king. Like, he should be like a tribal crown. Fuck this uh, Eastern what European What would a tribal crown, crown look like? devils. That's what it what should be. What would a tribal crown look like you? To know you? bones and uh, shit. They <laughs> stick a bone through his nose. I, that's like, I know that's offensive for some reason. Legend of the Hidden Temple shit. Yeah, some Legend of the Hidden Temple thing. <laughs> the king of Dari. <laughs> he's, like, he's, <laughs> he's the king of Dari. <laughs> Wait, when it just became fucking Asian. Yeah, I don't do accents well. So I just blur them all in so they go, well, who's offended? Yeah, 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 yeah. Know. Well, we all are. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that would be so badass, dude. You're absolutely right. Have Gable lose, but like, you know, like a choke out. Like he passed, you know, some classic awesome shit. But you have Joe be the Samoan king. The Samoan king, Joe. Holy shit, dude. I, I, look, I, I, he changes his name me, to the Samoan king, Joe. That's badass, look, the, bro. The, the, the fan of me wants Samoa Joe to win. I still think they're going to have Ricochet go over Elias. But I've been wrong so many times. I've been wrong a lot. I've been I wrong know, a lot. Man. So I'm not I'm not saying it's gospel. But it's exciting, man. And my prediction for your bachelor party is uh is you're gonna relapse. No. <laughs> <laughs> is I'm not having a marriage. Oh man. Is um, I think it's actually gonna I think it's just gonna be a hilarious night where we get to enjoy the things we enjoy and yeah. be excited. Like, if Baron Corbin honestly wins that match, how funny, because he fucking stinks, and then we get to laugh about how it stinks, and it's like a thing we it's all get to enjoy It's just going to be together. weird, like, for my dad and Ian Fidance to both be in NWO shirts sitting next to each other. Why, because they've had sex before? <laughs> 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 all right, let's get to promoting. Guys, uh, you can find all my dates and my album stuff on my website, but the number one thing that I'm trying to promote 
Besides rating and subscribing this podcast, I appreciate the new review, guys. But we could also uh, we could really uh, go for some more ratings. But the number one thing that I want to uh, promote is I am going to be doing the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont, on Thursday, September 19th at 7 p.m., Friday, September 20th at 7 and 8, 9, 30 p.m., and Saturday, September 21st at 7 and 9, 30 p.m. Uh, tickets are on my Instagram bio. My bio is, uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm Dan St. Germain. Um, so please, buy tickets. I want to pack that place out. Yeah, man, I will be at New York Comedy Club all weekend, uh, Gramercy, and the second week of October, October 7th through 11th, is in the North Jersey Comedy Festival. I'll be headlining October 9th, so come oh, out to nice. that. I think it's in Hoboken, so nice party, bitch. Yeah, this weekend I'll also, I forgot, I'm sorry, I'm, if you are in New York, I'll be at Whiplash at Union Hall on Friday, and then I'm doing the late show at the, the Cellar on Sunday. Oh, hell if yeah. If you're in New York. Um... And Zach, anything for you? Zach gives us a no-no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come back next week. Let us know how you like this format with just two guests, me and Scott, and not a bunch of people here. Uh, we're because we're still open to new ideas. So yeah, bitch. All right, have a good one. Peace out.